0: Welcome, everybody, to Pinkies Up. If you are new to this series, this is a very important wine series where we aim to answer questions that regular people like me have about wine. Nick is our wine expert. I'm the regular person. So on this episode, we are answering the question, what wine should I drink on a rainy day? So listen on.
1: Welcome to Pinkies Up, a series where we answer questions normal wine drinkers like Bridget have about wine. I'm Nick, and I'm here to answer these questions in a way that makes sense, whether you drink your wine with your pinky up, or you drink it in a solo cup. Let's see what's going on this month. Hey guys, we're here in the Lake Shima Country Meets Wine section, and we're trying to plan out what we're doing for this month's Pinkies Up. We have a few ideas, think we've settled on one. I think so. Um, so it's spring. You might be listening to this whenever, but we like to do seasonal. So that's how we drink. (laughs) You had, um, Mother's Day.
0: Yeah. I always struggle with like Mother's Day and Easter, but we're past Easter pretty much.
1: And you know, it's an easy one. Pinot Noir. We've done Pinot Noir or dry Riesling or champagne or champagne. Yeah. Sparkling wine. Um, But it is spring. You are going to Seattle soon. I am. It's your favorite type of weather. My
0: favorite weather is the cloudy, gray, rainy
1: days. (laughs) So we decided we're going to do an episode on what type of wine is good for a rainy, cloudy day.
0: Really, I just need to
1: learn because I don't know. So this is a challenge that I get frequently of people asking me like, hey, I'm feeling kind of purple today. What wine should I drink? I'm feeling orange. Don't know. I don't know. So what, what... what do you feel on a rainy day? Okay, what would so, compliment your feelings?
0: When we were talking about this, I was like envisioning, we have this screened in porch, it's my favorite to like sit there, have a glass of wine and listen to the rain, and I always default to- you play Enya while you're doing that? <laughs> it feels like I would, right? <laughs> No, I never play it. (laughs) Ever. So, it always feels like I would default to red wine. So, I feel like you're going to correct me, and I feel like you're going to tell me to drink Pinot Noir. (laughs) So, so red wine, do you want, like, a little
1: heavier or a little lighter?
0: Well, here's my problem with spring, and maybe something that bothers you guys, too, is, like, it can either be 70 or 40. So, when it's 40, I want red wine. Like, a... A Bridget red wine, a yep, gold red yep. wine. When it's seventy, I can like, I can venture out of my comfort zone a little, go for something a little more
1: summery. So, okay, so some red wines. Is that too hard? <laughs> I know. Uh, do you want to feel sad or comfy or happy? What do you want to feel, feel? I want to feel. <laughs> I want to feel sad with my
0: wine. <laughs> I want to feel comfy.
1: All right, so some red wine yep. that's kind of medium to full body that you feel comfy. Um, are you going to put a price point on and this fresh, for me? And fresh though. And fresh. fresh. Oh god, the rain. comfy, and, comfy fresh. and fresh. So it's like joggers. It's <laughs> not sweatpants, it's like joggers. <laughs> They're comfy but fresh. So so this episode we're talking about wine that's like joggers. <laughs> so okay, price point under 20 bucks? Yeah, under 20 bucks. Under 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, Cuz this is just like whatever day it rains. Could be Tuesday, could be Saturday. All right,
1: so we're going to break. We're going to record this tomorrow. Um Good luck. Yeah, so when you see this next, we'll take, we'll do a little montage, uh, and I'll, I'll pick out some wines, and we'll see if I hit what Bridget is feeling. Fresh and comfy. <laughs> see you soon. With Bridget's guidance in my head, I set out to pick wines from our wine section. I picked four wines I think fit, but we'll see what Bridget has to say. I made sure to stay away from Pinot Noir, though, because we know Bridget does not like Pinot Noir. Let's head over to the studio and see how it goes. All right. Did you, did you like that montage? Wasn't it fun? Was I Should so fast to get on the wine? <laughs> so, all right. I have four wines picked out that I think meet, meet the wine for a rainy day thing. And I think with the rainy day, there's two ways you can go. One, you can kind of lean into it, kind of lean into... Uh, I think what the Irish call the sweet melancholy, you know? <laughs> oh, I love that because phrase. Because it's uh, uh, like Flannery O'Connor wrote about it a lot, where like sometimes it's fun to be a little depressed. And especially if you're living in Ireland where it's like Always wet like and that. gray <laughs> and rainy, but also green and beautiful, like yeah. lean into that beautiful melancholy. Yeah. I love that. So, two of those, two of the wine picks are like leaning into that, you know, comfort, depression, or <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. Let's just call it comfort. We'll call it comfort. And then the other approach is let's uplift our spirits. Let's do something kind of light and, you know, like, oh, it's raining outside, but I got this beautiful white line, you know, whatever. So two of them kind of lean into each of those. That but approach.
0: I think that the other thing that's important to note is like spring rainy days could be 40 degrees, could be 70.
1: They like, could be. You just
0: don't know. And so. You could have a
1: tornado. I you mean, don't know. I
0: oh, mean, a good thunderstorm,
1: nothing better. I agree. <laughs> so, I like to sit, you know, out in the, yeah. with the garage door open and. Watch it go. Watch
0: it roll in. So. So, yeah, that's that's the other reason I think you can go other ways.
1: So my four picks okay. are the Badenhorst Secteurs Chenin Blanc from South Africa. Um, this little James Basket Press, which is a nice kind of like Grenache thing from the Rhone Valley in France. Okay. A Zuccardi Cabernet Franc from Mendoza, mm-hmm. Argentina. And Albacea, which is a Monastrell from España. España. So we got we got some four options yep. here, Bridget. I'm confident one of these yes. is gonna be good. Um and
0: I've had two of these wines previous, like in my life before, <laughs> but under different different circumstances.
1: In Over my life, time. I have tried these wines before. And
0: I'm to the So uh, this is I want to know what
1: wine to drink. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> When it's raining outside. You guys needed to let me pay that off.
0: Nick is um, thinking about a second career in a I'm, boy band. I'm going
1: to be an influencer, no, a singing. Local. I'm going to change. That's really what I wanted to say. But if you didn't listen to our previous dinner, <sighs> if you didn't listen. To drinks, the, yep, we talked about this. Okay, so this wine is the Badenhorst Family Wine. Okay. Their Tours Label, which is kind of a more everyday priced one than their higher priced things. Um, this is 100% Chenin Blanc. And it's sustainably farmed in South Africa. South Africa does great with Chenin Blanc. It's a grade that's originally from France, um, but got to South Africa to actually make dessert wine because it can yield a lot. Mm. So when you're making dessert wine, it works really well for that. deals well with the heat. And South Africa being on the trade routes, like all the ships had to do with the suez (laughs) Canal being broke, um, they sold dessert wine because it lasted on the ship voyages.
0: Okay. So now Chenin Blanc (laughs) makes
1: a nice— fruit-forward, full-bodied, but light, crisp, refreshing wine. It's kind of a weird thing. Mm.
0: Okay. So at first, I was like,
1: what are you doing with white wine? (laughs) So it's like full-bodied to stand up to the rain, but it's got some fruity flavors and it's refreshing. I think when we were talking about ideas, we were like,
0: hey, man. I I was like, can you find a comfy, fresh, like a comfy, fresh wine? What did I call it? Comfy, refreshing? like.
1: Think about when it's cold outside and you just yes. put your comforter in your dryer with a fabric sheet in there. So it smells good. It's comfy, fresh, but mm. warm and delicious. This is this is a great option
0: because, yeah, it. I don't know how to describe it, which I say pretty much every episode. Um, <laughs> it feels, yeah, I mean, I guess it's because it's full body. It's a full-bodied it white wine, but still got cozy. lots of
1: acidity in it. So it's fresh still. There's yeah. like... It's a Peaches, good spring wine, and, which yeah. is when
0: these rainstorms happen. And so this idea was built from, like, I sit on my I love sitting on my screened porch, like, under a blanket with a glass of wine listening to the rain. But, like, again, it could be freezing or not. It could be freezing or not. And I love, 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 you know, a good cab. But going into the spring, it's like, okay, maybe I want to try something different. So, mm. <laughs> I say, hmm.
1: So we it's thought about doing a Chardonnay, but that can be, mm-hmm. like, a little too over the top. You know, Sauvignon is Blanc great. is crisp. We thought it might be a little too light. Yeah. Um, didn't want to do anything sweet because that's you know nah. not really we knew I, I would really read that fits well. with the whole like rain this. thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I thought Chenin Blanc, Um. You could also maybe do uh like a Rhone variety. Okay. Blend of, of you know like Ooh, a, a, a French I just Rhone. I like one. this wine. Period. It's great. And <laughs> honestly, like if you ever see like a twelve dollars Blanc from South Africa, it's probably good. Is that what this is? Yep. Oh. It's like what would you? This one's eat like with fourteen. This? Um. Really, any type of chicken? Oh, chicken. guys <laughs> – <laughs> um, chicken, seafood, this is great with like lobster, okay. shellfish, all types of things like that. Something's got a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, but yeah, chicken, if you do like a cream sauce, it's got enough body yeah. to stand up to the cream, but also enough acidity to kind of cut yep. through it. So it works kind of a two-way. I'm on board with that wine, regardless. <laughs> Period. Um, wow, I just blanked. Oh, risotto would be really good with oh, the veggie risotto. Ooh,
0: also discussed in our last interview because rich.
1: It's, you know, you got the richness of the risotto, but also yeah. there's some cream uh, creaminess mm. to go with the full body wine and some acidity, so it works well. That's a good wine. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. So this that was sort of the like contrasting approach. You know, something white and light yeah. and fun. And this is going to be the lightest of the red wines. This is the Little James Basket Press yeah. from.
0: This he doesn't actually call it.
1: Uh, Sancome Winery, uh, made by a French dude named Louis Barol and his wife, whose name I don't know. So she's going to go by Madame Barol. Uh, but Louis is kind of a big deal in France. Uh, Sancome makes some incredible wines. And this is his fun little side project, Little James Basket Press. He does a white and a red. Okay. And this is actually kind of cool because it's a Solera. Oh, I was like, what kind of wine is Do you this? know what a Solera <laughs> no. is? No. So Solera is a, a perpetual... <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. It's a perpetual thing. So, like a lot of dessert wines are. So, some of the wine, this doesn't have a vintage year on it, it has okay. a bottled year. Some of the wine's from 15 years ago, some of the wine's from two days ago. It really? just all mixes together. So, it gives it this freshness, but also complexity. It's a weird way of doing things. You see it more often in dessert wine. It's all from Grenache grapes. It worries me. I'll so, it's light, it's fruity. Is refreshing, but got a little bit of complexity because he does this Solera method, which is really interesting and unique. I don't know how to judge light red wines
0: because I don't like them. Like, in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't I just have white wine then? Yeah. It tastes like a light red wine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it... I don't. it like I'm some sure it's sour good. cherry, um, some like
1: so. It's got like a nice combination, like the bright red cherry on the nose. It does feel yes. So it's, it's got it's, some sour cherry. It does little feel pepper. bright,
0: but but that's what I'm saying. Maybe like put a
1: little chill on. I that. don't want that. So this was going to be a question of mine.
0: Like should this wine be cold?
1: Yeah, you know, like cellar temp fifty five. That helps with it a little bit. I could see that. So if you're out on your patio, your porch, screened in, you know, it's still got a little exposure to the outside, maybe maybe
0: it goes you know chills. It's pretty down.
1: dry. It's very dry. Er,
0: than I expected. Yes. <laughs> huh. I mean, it's a good choice. I Vermont. I'm not, not going to say what I want to say. I'm going to not hate hap. on Pinot Noir. It's not. not, not, not Pinot. No. Pinot. noir just
1: got a little bit more body to it. It does than have. Pino. Um.
0: Yeah. It feels like more to me than
1: Pinot, which is great because that's what I always hate on. <sighs> I thought I maybe had one here. I thought I mean, the Solera method would get you on the lighter bodied. I red do line. think
0: it's nice. I just don't know that I'm ever going to like that. <sighs> okay well we'll see i well I so it might be a good yeah, rainy day wine. so you
1: know if you're looking for something that's red but light yeah. um a Grenache wine something from the south of the rhone valley in france um garnacha oh. in españa you'll see it called um things like that pinot noir obviously um hey <laughs> you know where this is ranking <laughs> uh, but yeah so just look for a lighter bodied red uh i think bridget's advice on the a little bit of solar temp is a yeah. good one for this. I think that would help. That'll, help. That'll and, help.
0: And these next two, I imagine, are not supposed to be chilled.
1: At least that's why I Solar temp like never going to hurt anything, really. And if you yeah. don't like it, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Very tall bottle.
0: I know. my. I've been doing the same with my water bottle. So
1: the first two were screw tops.
0: Oh, tell me
1: why again. I don't know. They Isn't just are. a reason? I always felt like there was a reason, no? Everything really should be under screw top. <laughs> um, that would make all of our lives easier. These next two are under cork. And I think that means you're gonna like it more.
0: I mean, I I know I've had this last one. This so cork
1: one. is actually less expensive than screw top. Yep. I and, know, which is so funny. Um, but screw top protects wine better. You don't ever get cork taint. It's better for you know. I'm twelve.
0: Cork taint is that really what it's
1: called? Mm-hmm. Huh. Like the pieces of the cork that fall into the wine? Nope. So no? cork taint is um, an actual chemical uh, thing that comes from. That can grow on cork and it ruins wine, just absolutely ruins wine. So it's okay. a microbiological sure. infection that if you ever have that, like that musty cardboard smell, oh, yeah. that's cork taint. Oh,
0: I've definitely had wine with that smell. Yep. So like you
1: this. should send it back. <laughs> oh, well, you know,
0: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Probably just dump it, which is terrible. So. Okay. I've had this before and I wish I remembered under what context.
1: Uh, We had it at a tasting at our Zuccardi tasting. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. So this is the Zuccardi Q Cabernet Franc. Thank you, Bridget. And I selected Cabernet Franc instead of Cabernet Sauvignon because, um, you know, you're going to want – this is the big, heavy lean into the rain, that beautiful melancholy Mm -hmm. choice. Um, I thought Franc would be good because it oftentimes has kind of like graphite pencil shaving notes to it, which when you think of the rain on your concrete and you get that – fresh rain smell oh. and it's kind of that like salinity and things like that. That's and those mineral concrete notes. Um, I thought mm. like some of the aromatics in this franc would be a little nicer than the vegetal notes you get in Cabernet Sauvignon. Fun fact is, you know Cabernet Sauvignon is Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc getting together and having a kid. <laughs> I believe it. That's, that's Actually. why it is. That's why it's called Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, come on. So it gets oh. some of the fruit things and the body of Cabernet Franc and then it gets the kind of green vegetal notes of Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah,
0: which is interesting because I love Sauvignon Blanc. Well, that makes sense why I love that wine. But this to me has like
1: a unique taste to it, like a unique flavor. So it's Cabernet Franc, yeah. So Cabernet Franc is usually going to have like big, bright red, ripe berries to it up front. Okay, have like graphite, more fine grained tannin. So it's not going to be quite as like big and bold. It's going to be a little bit more kind of fine on the end. Yeah. I can uh, see A little that. bit more delicate on the end. And I definitely more aromatic. So I thought the aromatics would be kind so of fun is with graphite the, something you can taste? Yeah. It's like kind of that like kind of pencil shaving-y type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do people like that? Yeah. Pencil shaving? Well, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> do you like cigar box? Like. That's like a flavor you'll find in, you know, like cedar don't. and. I don't, (laughs) but people do, (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, a lot of the Cabernet's you'd like, I'd say like it's got like an herbaceous note or like a kind of cedary note. There was one I had that straight up tasted like a cigar. And you're not going and licking out the, you know, cedar hangers in your closet. Keep the moths away. I do have a
0: cedar closet at home that I'm supposed to keep my furs in, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) And I just
0: spit his wine out. I don't have furs, you guys. <laughs> we keep board games in it and our vacuum. <laughs> but anyway, when our house was built in the 60s, this was probably a big deal. <laughs> I remember. Never mind. I'm, we're going to get way off topic here. This wine, I got to be honest, I thought I was going to like more. Uh, that's all what I've got
1: for you because it tastes like. I can't believe you don't have furs. Like You go thrifting all the time and you haven't picked up someone's furs. Do you on think they're real?
0: I mean, like, you no. Know, I could have had fur. My grandma had beautiful furs when she passed away. I have a fur, but I'm never going to wear it. I guess it's hanging in that closet. Brittany's
1: but, probably screaming at us right now about no, how terrible Br- furs Brittany are. Brittany
0: loves, like, I called Brittany when we were looking at this house and was like, it has a cedar closet. She had a cedar chest or like just, I don't know, she cares for her blankets better than me probably. Or, I don't know. What are you supposed to put in there? Do they keep moths away or something? <laughs> yes, they okay. keep moths away. I don't have a moth problem, Okay. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so I thought this would be good because I thought the aromatics—I hmm. love. I thought you'd be someone that likes the, you know. There's just a weird taste that you, lingers. Yeah, I it's love the, tannins. the pavement
0: story. Well, you know how I feel about tannins, bro. <sighs> you're, um, you're—I gotta be honest with you. Really,
1: don't dumb. know about that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, but it makes me like the other one much better. That little James basket. Like I will, I will try that again. Although this I think one, it's actually
1: petite hummus, but so
0: I've got to tell you that this one I'm already like um, conditioned. I think I like this wine a lot. And so I hope I'm judging it fairly. I can't remember. Like I have a distinct feeling about this wine. Cause we've had it before and I either hate it or love it.
1: You have Stockholm syndrome with mm-hmm. it. Yes. Yes, I do. So this so. is the albacea, <laughs> It is a Monastrell or as you would call it in France, move from Juan Hill, which is a big wine-producing conglomerate. They do a lot of really cool things. They always have fun labels like yep. this. That's um, why I remember it. Exactly. That's so anything. this is a very rich, full-bodied, big, bold yeah. wine. And this is, if you want to lean into depression, this, this is, is it. the wine to do it with. Because you want to
0: put on some Evanescence <laughs>
1: <laughs> and listen
0: to that rain? There we
1: go. There's There's <laughs> the next one. What wine would you drink with Bon Jovi?
0: What wine could you listen to while jamming out to Evanescence? Um. Anyway, so this is like <laughs>
1: here we are. got these big jammy fruit flavors, uh, not a ton of tannin, just fresh juice that says mm, on here. I'm going to like it. Soft, juicy tannins.
0: And a long, elegant finish.
1: Yeah, this is big, dark, bold, black fruit. And it's juicy, though. Juicy. Yeah. And,
0: yep. I mean, juicy. T- yeah. Hmm. So this is if you want to lean into Even my palates real screwed up because everything at the end is tasting a little like
1: <sighs> did you brush your teeth y- yes with an electric toothbrush no real toothbrush like manual labor is guys there still like toothpaste on your teeth
0: I brush my teeth this like does six not six taste weird ago. on the end it doesn't taste weird it just tastes distinct oh yeah but I mean
1: I like this I like Do I need this to wine. go find something else pretty jammy
0: though no, no, no. But you're going to be surprised, I think, in my final. Yeah, answer. it is,
1: Jamie. That's, I thought, like, I thought, man. So, my so my four theories were big, full bodied white wine with some tropical fruit flavors, good acidity, like, lifts you up, fills you up. Light bodied red lifts you up. It's not too heavy for the, the whole thing, makes you feel better. Cabernet Franc, which is a mm-hmm. full bodied red, uh, medium plus, full body, and gets you some of those aromatics that match with what's happening on your concrete. Or pavement, or the monastro, which is just like a big furry bathrobe that you wrap yourself in. So, yeah, I'm and on board with that. And it's just plush and lovely. And you're, you got your fire. You got your big, smooth, rich cup of wine. I said cup, not glass. Your coffee mug of wine? <laughs> let's be honest. If you're out watching the rain, you probably got a cup of wine. Hmm. And just kind of says... I like this. We one. love you too, Bridget.
0: It's okay. You can love the rain. Okay. I need to do something.
1: Do you want to try. do like a mix and match? <laughs> just can we just like put them all together. We can do a little oh. blending session. I used to do that. I need to try this one again
0: because maybe I hated on it too early.
1: Oh, sorry. We're just really a twist at the end.
0: Uh, I know, but I didn't, <laughs> I know to do that. I just didn't. Let,
1: we we had a little leak and you know, if you do a little, we're making twist a mess. And, it's okay.
0: Okay. Makes me appreciate that one much more. That's why I did that.
1: Whoa. I know. Whoa.
0: Okay. I've come to my final consensus. <laughs> this was really surprising. I feel like, do I say that also every time? You I do. Don't I well, thought for is. sure
1: you'd go for the monastery. I,
0: I did. I thought that this one was, I thought that the Alcatraz. Like, Sella, I thought this was
1: a dumb, dumb <laughs> exercise in like proving I'm that Bridget off. <laughs> I think like I must be getting sick. This or something. happens. So. I, we talked about this earlier. So when sommeliers people do blind tasting tests, and this is something I like to do. If I'm going to a serious tasting, I drink alcohol early in the day. Yeah, I didn't um, like 10 o'clock in the morning is your palate's at its peak when you can perceive things the best. And then like one o'clock is the other optimum time. Um, which is why if you go to Napa, to do serious tastings, those are your appointment times. But so people will have like a wine, usually Chablis or a champagne, something like that, where it's produced the same every year that you are so attuned to how that tastes and you've had it so many times you can calibrate against that. Yeah. So if I'm going to go do some fancy pants tasting, I honestly like to drink a Budweiser earlier in the day. I mean, I'll spit it out, but I like, cause <laughs> it tastes the same every time. And yeah. you can notice what you're. Should have started the day with Josh. Huh? You should have. <laughs> Shoot. Come on, Bridget. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: Maybe, um, maybe, you know?
1: you know, like collectivo coffee. I did have that. And what did what did you perceive I don't remember. differently today? I was so mad at how early my kids got up
0: that I was just
1: drinking <laughs> Well, maybe that's what screwed you <laughs> up. All right. So wine for a rainy
0: day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So this is going to be easy because all I'm going to do is switch one of the bottles and they're going to be in the right order. Here. Oh, really? Yep. So, I'm just gonna do this. No way. So, this is surprising, Nick, I think. It is. So, and I'm, I, I am, I under, cannot it, believe so this. So, listen, one and two are a little bit interchangeable to me depending on the temperature of the rainy day.
1: So, okay? if it's a warm, rainy day, you want the Chenin Blanc. <coughs> if it's a cold, rainy day, yep. you want the light bodied red. Yeah, isn't that surprising? And I think it's because, like,
0: I love a big, cozy red, but in the winter. So, even if I'm cozied <sighs> up on a rainy day, it's still spring, and so like if I'm like, oh, it's so cold, I still want to be cozy. So I will go for a red wine, but a lighter red wine, like wow. I said. So this little James basket press, which I hated on when I first tasted it, but then yeah, these the um, Zucardi and the Elbasaya like <clears throat> were big. What I did, I didn't like the, I don't want to say dirty, the like dry no, pencil had, shaving yeah, the dirt, of the yeah. Zucardi. Like I didn't like that. It didn't make me feel cozy. I, I like should go pull some Cabernet Sauvignon, <laughs> right? I mean, now. come on. If there was Cab, but but let's just say there was a Cab, which is always my favorite wine. I think that the, these two that are number one and two that could be so the Shannon Blanc and the Little James Basket Press, um, are light enough but still cozy, which is exactly what I asked for when we were discussing this. It was wow. like I don't know, light and cozy, fruity yep. and cozy, or fruity something? fruity and cozy. Yep. Yeah. So so while these. Zicardi and Albazay are much more like usually Bridget wines. Not not springtime, Bridget. No. Rainy Day, Bridget is different. <laughs> Do you board. not know
1: Rainy Day, Bridget? Well, and the great thing about these two wines in particular is are both well under $15. So you can go yep. and afford yourself some furs. Oh, yes, I'm going to get my furs for my cedar closet. <laughs> All right. So, question this month, this episode was uh what wine to drink on a rainy day? Yep. And I took the approach of you can either lean into the rainy day. Uh, especially in springtime, trying to be, you know, big comfort wines, or you can do the like, hey, it's spring, summer's coming, have a light wine, something that lifts you up a little bit. And Bridget really thinks the light wines are to do it. I so do. full-bodied white wine with some acidity, which would be a Chenin Blanc. Yeah. Um other white Rhone varietals, Roussan, Marsan, Viognier are going to be great picks too. Um, a light-bodied red wine like this Grenache from the yeah. Rhone Valley in France. Who am I? Any. Grenache from the Rhone is going to work well. Or south of France, Garnache in Spain, Pinot Noir's Beaujolais uh, would be kind of also in that category. Then we went into the Lean Into It, and those weren't big hits. No, I don't know. It was uh, – the Zaccardi belongs at the end for me, okay?
0: It just tastes – it was too earthy, too d- dirt. Not dirty as in not clean. Dirty as in the dirt. it got some dirt things. And then I would say it was juicy and lovely, but like it felt – it almost felt – almost felt too much. Wow. Too much. I mean, it is I know. a big full body. It, it wine. is a big wine. It is. Yeah. So
1: if you're someone that wants to lean into your feelings, maybe not eat your feelings, but drink your feelings, go with a huge, <laughs> big bodied red, like a monastrel, maybe an old vine Zinfandel, maybe a really ripe Malbec. Um, and then, you know, if you want to kind of do the matchy matchy experience, maybe you're someone that um, has a really good sniffer. You like doing all the smells. You you're the one that goes to the candle store and, uh, the Cabernet Franc's got a lot of those aromas that you're going to yeah. have on a rainy day—the kind of earthiness, the minerality of rain on cement. Try that out. You could drink
0: your Chenin Blanc and just smell the actual rain outside as you're watching it.
1: Either way, I mean, for myself personally, yeah. I'm going to go with the Chenin Blanc. Too. Yeah, that that was amazing because you picked. I
0: I drink white wine in the summer when it's 90 degrees because it tastes like juice. You know, and, <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. I don't drink like.
1: I don't drink this sweet. She white puts it crap. in a Capri Sun container. <laughs> Just put it in my kids' juice box. I don't do that, everybody. That was a joke. <laughs> hey, cocktails to go are illegal in Wisconsin now, so it's fine. That's true.
0: But this was a full this this was a white that reminded me that you don't have to have white only when it's ninety degrees outside. So I was appreciative of that.
1: Well, awesome. That brought
0: me back around, man, to Lycan whites. <laughs> yes. Okay, good job. So we've now got you all prepared for the month of April for the springtime, or any time that it's raining, you now know what we would drink on a rainy day.
1: <laughs> Thanks for watching. We really appreciate you tuning in to this. If you like this episode, we do a weekly dinner plus drinks where we talk about life. Kids always have a drink yep. or two or three. <laughs> Last week we had four. Did we? I don't even remember. Four different sour beers. Oh, yeah. So we always talk about that. Uh, (laughs) A lot of fun. And you can go to dinnerplusdrinks.com to get the details on all these wines, plus some recommendations that are kind of maybe you can't find Little James Basket Press, (laughs) but give you some ideas on what to find.
0: Yep. And you can find all of our past episodes of Pinkies Up in case you need advice on what to eat and drink together. We talk through a lot of things with that. Everything on DinnerPlusDrinks.com.
1: Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you have ideas for future episodes, questions you want answered in very unpretentious ways, (laughs) send us an email. Hello at DinnerPlusDrinks.com. And we might put it as a future episode. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Cheers. Bye-bye.